Welcome to a bonus. This bonus is connected to part three of what was discussed in the rational male religion and positive masculinity. I want to focus on the issues on why we are here now and especially when it comes to young people's views, those there are from 18 to 25 views around sexuality and how it's used and how it is seen and why it is very difficult for those there to get over the hill, as it were, where they go MGTOW, they get blackpilled, all the rest of these things. And the reason, and one of the reasons why no one wants to say those things Tomasi is willing to say it, Tessarian already has aspects on why they say it, but I'm just going to make it as clear as possible. And it's related to what I was talking about, ego, ego, calm down, being calmed down, ego calming, not ego destroying or ego eliminating. As the Eastern side tend to do. with trying to say getting rid of ego, that sort of thing. One of the things that people need to understand and y'all need to get it through your heads. I mentioned this a couple of times, but I'm going a little bit in depth on it. Is that all sexuality is, I think Mr. Tessarian stated this Way back in 2015, when he was doing conferences, he stopped doing it. Way back in 2015, he makes a mention about energy transfer and sexuality. He makes that comment. I am willing to state this. And I mean this to be honest with everybody. All sexuality is, is a form of communication. That is what it is. It is a form of communication that calms the ego down in the sense that the ego has been assaulted by words and the perception of how words affect one's ego and one's emotions. And usually on the negative end of those emotions, both negatively against them. This explains why sexual liberation was used as a political weapon and why the concept of a lot of people consider the issue of the 
ice cream parlor as the beginnings of the end of what they consider to be a household name, as it were, a household house uh, of how children are raised in a household because then other men or other boys will meet each other, that sort of thing. Whereas the family and the extended family will control whoever comes inside. It's called mate guarding. If you want to put it in that particular sense, they don't want to bring somebody outside of a church or outside the city or all these other things there into that particular era area. Similar to what was the day, they use it as a form of a defense mechanism for their whole children, both boys and girls. But once the ice cream parlor store started to come around, the boys started to come in. They wanted to get ice cream outside of their parents' um, purview, as it were. And then they began to see other boys, and that's where all these other things start. So a lot of people in certain Twitter handles are saying these particular things. And it's a fascinating study to explain this. That ultimately aspects of this started from, let me get the date correct, 1790 in New York. Expanded to other places in the 1800s. So give or take about 40 some years from 50 some years from that date, the ice cream parlor would be in the majority of all the cities all around the United States and some places all around the world. Give or take that many years and then people began to see the effects of these particular things. But I want to make sure that everyone gets this because this is kind of short. I don't want to get too long-winded because I did all the long-winded stuff in the other side of the particular, in the other three parts that we did there for part three. I mentioned this earlier. I'm going to say this again. I'm make it explicit as I can this time. What Michael Desarian says about mothers and what Otto Weingarten says about mothers is that they are the key in order to, in a two- person household. They are one of the keys, half of the keys, mind you, half of the keys in order to raise children correctly. Whereas fathers start taking over as they reach the age of seven years old and start doing projects with the sons and starting to learn by example and the way they treat their mothers, especially at this particular time period when they reach seven years old and whatnot, how a mother is being, how a woman should be treated. And how things are should be done in that particular sense. So when they already, they will expect 
a certain amount of the corn coming from these men as well. They, sh they both also must tell them that not every man has the same decorum as himself or their uncles or their auntie or other men around them or their grandfathers or all the rest of them. They're not going to be perfect, mind you. Let's make that clear. They all fell from grace in certain ways. Don't say that no man is perfect. But have respect for what they can do and what they are able to do. Learn that in certain ways they have energy, more energy than you, and in certain ways they don't. And understand that that energy can be used for good or for evil. In that particular sense, especially with our generation and generations that came after Gen X in certain ways, and us now with the millennial generation and later generations with Gen Zers and all the rest of them as well, you need to look at it in this particular sense that if it's a bad mother and a lot of them, the mothers that we see today, single mothers, mothers with weak fathers, that sort of thing, and they become overbearing, it reaches to a point where their sense of self, a child's sense of self, a lot of people are connecting that sense of self to the ego, to the super ego, which is related to the mother, not necessarily to the father, to the mother's um, smother mothering, if it were. There tends to be a rebellion. And what we are beginning to see today, especially with the woke culture of this era, and with a lot of it is that The family structure in the majority of these particular households were really wretched. Because I can sense a difference between the cultures that came out of the GI culture and the baby boomers and the children of the baby boomers, because they the children, not the children of the baby boomers, the children of the GI generation, because they had their children around 2024, whereas the boomers had it around 25, even at both sides. And now later generations are having it 35 between 28 and 29. I also want to make this particular point that I had stated on a show before, but I'm I'm going to state it again now. The majority of the generation, the millennial generation, especially in the inner cities, a lot of the mothers will have their first, a lot of the mothers in, in certain places had their children way younger, around 15 to 17 years old. A lot of women will have their children much younger. 
than previously expected. But the first time fathers of a lot of the generation will not have their first child until they're about 40, 41, 42, possibly maybe as late as 47 years old. So we are going to have one of the largest disconnects between when the millennial woman had her first kid around 15, 16, 17, and when the first male millennial has his kid around 40, around between 46, 41 to 47. Some of it may be 51, 52 in certain cases. That effect is going to be immensely dangerous. Because you're going to have a child, one particular child, who will be 30-something years old by the time from a millennial mother who already had a child who will be around 30-something years old by the time that same millennial father of the same age when that person in high school have his first kid between 41 and 47 years old. I'm gonna explain all. Let me that that's gonna happen. It's we're reaching to that point that's going to happen. The studies are reaching to that point that they're gonna have their first kids. A lot of the millennials are going to have their first kids by the time they're 42, 43, 44 years old. When their own set had their first kid and they're already grandchildren at the age of 42. They're old, they're grand, they are already grandmothers by the age of 42, while the males of their set are going to have their first kid at that same age. The first child that they have there is going to be 24 years old. That is absolutely wild. That is absolutely what that's going to happen, but it's related to what I'm about to tell you. We are in the first, we're one of the first generations that went through no fault divorce. Then went through this whole thing about individuality and all the rest of these things, not individuality that is bad, mind you, but the selfish, narcissistic, heavily narcissistic, heavily envious, me generate, me, 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 this sort of thing. And any form of communication that is negative tends to aim down on the ego and aim down on a person's self-worth. And it reaches to a point where for media, you're not good enough as a man, this, that, and the other thing. You have to emote as a woman. For a woman, this is what you have. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to support and support oneself and support those, those men that respect you, that sort of thing. It reaches a point where 
that at a certain age, anybody anybody who even perceive themselves as nice anybody who perceives themselves as nice to a person to that particular person will be glommed on to any person Give enough time and it will be communicated in sexual manners. I said, give enough time and it will be communicated in sexual manners. Not always those sexual manners will last, but there will be a memory of those manners, of those matters. And they want to have that memory again because that is the only form of communication that allows them to communicate their, the seed of their imperial self to another person. I want you to know how dangerous that is. Because if this is the only way that a person can express themselves and express their true selves through the sexual act, there are a lot of problems that comes with that. A lot of problems. It is not a good thing for a man to say, oh, I got this pussy and all the rest of it not a good thing if the only thing in a man's life is said i got this pussy i have sex and all the rest of it he's not a fully formed individual he's not he's not but it's a little worse for a woman because it means that she will continue to chase to find herself. She will continue to chase Dick to find herself. That's basically what it is because she cannot communicate in any other form, in any other form, on a, in an honest way to anybody unless it's through sex. That's dangerous, folks. It extends itself to politics in the sense of this. The political arena gives them the space to find those that will allow them to communicate through sets via that way. They use... They use politics to...
politics is seen as one aspect of a religious practice. They started saying this years ago in the 1990s. It's now come to fruition. It is a religion. It is no longer political politics for just politics sake. It is now a religion. This is their religion. It's now being formed as such. Now they can use the iconography of all these particular Christian religions or whatnot, or it could be a subset of Christianity, but it is a religion. Whether you like it or you don't. So for all of us involved in this, you have to understand that they use it as a way to find out what type of person, especially with a lot of these liberal women, what type of person they want their child to be raised as, to be raised with. It's no longer anymore they want to find the alpha male. Do you know why I said I said it because I said what I said in the be in part three and in teachable moments 30. The elite are going to provide the men for 80% of all the women all over the planet. They don't care. It does not matter. The gig is up the majority of the millennial women in our society are gone. The majority of them were born between 1986 and 1993. They're between the ages of 25 to 30. They already complain about they can't find no dudes. The elite are going to take care of it for them before they reach the age of 35. They're going to find new laws to screw all of us over. So the elite will provide everything for these women. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? They're going to find a way for them. So that's why I said that generation's lost. Forget about it. It's done. It's over. It's done with. It's done. Outside the West, maybe you have a chance with a millennial female. But even with that, you still in a lot. They they still believe in a little bit of the bullshit, a little bit of the bullshit, and it will come through at the inopportune time. Very inopportune time. You're in trouble. You're in serious fucking trouble. Serious fucking trouble. I said that they're gone. That's what I meant. Because they will provide. So what are you going to do? Stop putting them on a pedestal because the elite already has given them a pedestal. They don't, oh, I don't want to be alone. It don't even matter anymore if they're alone or not. Everything is provided for these women. Why do you need to provide for them? Anything. Because they're still looking for a man. They're trying to cheat y'all. Trying to cheat you.
They're trying to cheat you. Cheat you out of everything. The other thing that we also need to talk about before we end this is that not only the sets is used as communication, it is a form of religious practice. If you look through history, especially with Greek, Roman, and others' histories, the use of sexual release as a religious form and a religious practice is nothing new. When a woman says the things that she says about getting men and all the rest of these things and whatnot, it is a form of religious practice. You're going against their religion and their faith. That's what Rollo Tomasi stated about this new religion called love. And why I gave her, why I gave it the connotation of this goddess as Kiera Sesogen. There's a reason why I said this is the beastry, Kiara Sessigen, the whole nine yards. That's why I gave the goddess form, Kiara Sessigen, or that particular goddess of the of the of, of fire force. And there are particular things there. One of the reasons why I, I wanted to mention a little bit about Fire Force there, but I kind of forgot, so I'm kind of going to mention it now. Another reason why they censor anime is because they also talk about this particular goddess movements and all the rest of it, from kind of super to all the rest of it as malefic or maleficent creatures female goddesses as maleficent creatures. That's the, basically what it is. So any form of some type of a female goddess is considered to be a devilish goddess or devilish entity, as it were. Even if the entity it, it, or an entity that is based on blindness, it's kind Gnostic in a way. But the Gnostics are just a little bit weird with the whole this then and the other thing and whatnot. I don't want to get too far into it in that particular sense. Religion for Breakfast has a better assertion on this, but yes, another reason why they censor it is because it goes against the narrative of the goddess. That the goddess is pure and good. No. Fire Force's deity that they call, I don't remember what it's called at this particular time. I'm sorry. I have all these things saved somewhere. And the deity of Eris in Kanasubra and the other deity, female deities all over the place are considered to be devils of some sort of kind. Especially Kiera Sesogen, who uses the internet similar to the way OnlyFans is. They faith predicted this. That's why faith predicted this. It's scary to think how faith predicted this. And they did this around 2016 before OnlyFans even became 
a thing. So they were going mostly after what Shatterbreak was and all the things that they do in the Japanese internet back in the day. And also, they even put the fact that the world ended around 2020. Just another thing about another scary shit that they also talk about there. They also said that the world was going to end in 2020. That's another scary bullshit that, that, that also come out. Oh, another thing before I continue with the whole sets as a religion concept that is also connected to anime. <laughs> a lot of the things that have come to fruition well, they do. Well, yes, all science fiction does have some form of prophecy, even though we're not supposed to believe in prophecy as Catholics and Christians. I get it. They're not prophesizing. But they're outside of the influence of, you guessed it, Catholics. So let's just talk about it as it is, as an observation. A lot of their, what they call hentai works or pornographic works, as it were, in many particular ways, in certain particular books, as were, also tend to talk about the history of the future history of humanity. Um, one particular show, which wasn't a particular hentai, but started talking about these particular issues was uh, Kumne O, I believe, which recently aired around 20, uh, 9, 2018 in the winter of that year. And they pretty much said that the Japanese government decided to do the whole uh, kit and caboodle with <clears throat> um, state-mandated prostitutes state-mandated GFs, and how does a man survive all this? There's another show called Kanashutra that talked about the censorship of sexuality when they started censoring sexuality. Very funny show. One of the voice actors passed away um, some months after the show aired, and it's a sad moment, and they haven't done a second series on that. There are more particular manga parts on it in that particular sense. So they censored that, how they censored the world through that. Another show that also talks about how the scientists lied to people and they kind of doing it in a Star Trek fashion was Darling Franks. Darling in the Franks, I believe, which the creator of Gundam absolutely loved the show, to, much to the chagrin of many of the Gundam, Gundam and Evangelion fans. That's another one. That's another one there. Uh, and of course, the recent anime that recently came out, which talks about a dude who pretty much bought a prostitute to be her girlfriend to be his girlfriend and uh he's still playing games with this girl he keeps paying her and whatnot 
And so it's all about the story about this young dude who is pretty rich. He already has an ex. He goes by a girlfriend and goes by and gets the it, it, and it's a prostitute and whatnot. And so she introduces him to another of her prostitutes, as it were. But he already has a girlfriend. It isn't a prostitute. So he's just playing four guys and he has absolutely no game. The reason is why <coughs> he has no game and all the rest of it. That's one of some of the reasons why they have to censor the thing because it, it, it's an unabashed look into the psychology of how men and women behave. While it is in the Japanese context, it has a lot of lessons for us to teach about these things. And also somewhat related to, to bring it back to what we were talking about with sex and religion, sex being a religious practice in many ways, is that a lot of this Japanese anti-works and so on have the concept of as more times the protagonist or the semi-protagonist continues to have relations with this particular person as it were the person starts to get used to it in a sense it's usually a female it's usually a female sometimes it's outside of that it's usually a female the more she gets it, the more she gets used to it, and she the more that she wants more of that particular action from that particular entity, as it were. So much to the point, in fact, where she forgets everything and wants to become wants to become one with that person. It's also seen in the recent series Redo of Healer, which deals with ironically those that are supposedly the good guys drugging a dude who is allowed to heal and all the rest of these things and then this particular hero starts taking out revenge against those that used him to destroy what they consider the bad guys there's some controversy about that particular show banned in germany for almost obvious reasons and other particular issues as well. But one of the things that let that allows them to do those particular things in that sort of way is because of the anti-drug message that it shows. To wind it back to this particular aspect, as it were, the reason why we have problems in trying to get people out of the things that they do concerning with sex and debauchery and all the rest of it is that in some ways it's a replacement, in some ways it is the religion of how they speak, of how they do things, of how they pray. Once you begin to see that 
Sexuality is a form of prayer to relieve the anxieties and to calm the ego of being attacked from those that did not allow that particular person to succeed as a human being, then you begin to understand or to overcompensate or to overcome their obvious deficiencies outside of sexuality. You begin to understand why they would rather die than to ever sublimate their desires, their sexual desires in that particular sense. They will rather die than to sublimate their desires, especially a lot of times with a lot of women. They will rather kill themselves or they rather kill the party as Tomasi says, than to have any sort of recourse, any sort of understanding of this particular, how does it work? Machinations as it were. Concerning um, how to treat each other, how to treat many, uh, other people with respect, how to see themselves in a better light and that sort of thing. They don't wanna see that it is through sexuality because it is a form of prayer and ultimately it becomes their form of meditative release of the ego, not release of the ego, a meditative calming of the ego, a meditative calming of all of their desire, of all of their anxieties and issues is the reasons why we're in the particular place that we are. When you realize this and realize sexuality is the way they communicate, then everything else concerning about how they live their life and how they want politicians to protect the way of they of how they see themselves and see God is the reasons why we're here. You got to under you also have to understand this because is a form of communication and in many ways a form of religious practice you understand this is where Tomasi can come up and say and be correct in that sense is that men turn the whole sexual practice from a want to a need and then they made it a religious concept and that religious concept later came into the whole thing with one man, one woman marriage in order to make sure society can be done in a way that can be beneficial for everybody so they can concentrate on other particular things. But now, society, liberal society, leftism, all the rest of it, whatever you want to call it, neoliberalism, whatever you want to call it, now defends all of their aspects, all of their machinations, all of it to protect the religious practices of sexuality.
once you begin to see Tinder as a church, Grinder as a church, once you begin to see that sex is a religious experience for a lot of these people, then everything starts to make sense. You're not going after them particular and all these things which are there, there, there. You're going after a religious practice now. What has become a religious practice now? The only way to communicate and the only way to get it is the only way they can communicate with human beings and the only way they can communicate with, let's just say, Kiara Sessigen. In this particular sense, is through the sexual congress and sexual acts. The more the Sims keep them on a the pedestal, the more they these women can communicate to sex with those they really want to be with and communicate in many different a- avenues what they want, how to calm their anxieties. They do not see Islam, all the rest of it, they do not see it that way. Most women, maybe many women who are in that game, they don't see it that way. They see it as a competition. They see it someone as a competition. They also see it the same way Catholics see other religions in that way. There's only one true church, the Church of Karasetchen, just like we see that the only one true church is the Universal Church of the Roman Catholic system. A Roman Catholic Church. They see it in the exact same way. In fact, it came from the same area and now it's seen in that same way. And they do censorship and all the, all the rest of it because every woman, fat, skinny, and all the rest of them deserve those 20% of men. The way they see Islam is not the way y'all, a lot of religious people who are Muslim see Islam. They see Islam through the Harlem concept. Hmm? Harim's concept that the men that they truly desire can keep them in a place. where they can be protected from those outside that they'd never want to see again. That's why I said, this is how they're going to use Islam. You in trouble. That's how they're going to use Islam. That's why they're keeping a lot of these particular entities alive because half of them should have been gone. But in certain ways, they're going to do that. They're going to read, they're going to figure a way out to, Use it without using Muhammad. Why? Because in a real dark sense, in a geopolitical sense, the day that a Kurdish woman starts turking in her land is the day that Islam ceases to be a, a force in world religion. The day a Kurdish woman can twerk all over the streets of Damascus is the day that Islam ceases to become a world force in religion.
in religious practice. I mean this not to demean my friends who are Islamic and do the right thing and raise their children correctly. However, in a geopolitical sense, the reason why they're using Islam is to wreck it. They want the, they don't they support the Kurds. I don't want to get too political here, but I'm just telling you, this is how they're going to play the game. This is how leftism plays the game. The French is starting to figure this out. Islam is being used. I'm sorry. They're being used as toys for the elite. They're using being the liberals are using Islam as a toy. They've already used it as a toy. Abram American will tell you this. They'll tell you this, all of it. It's not just me who sees it. Other people see it. Y'all being played. The more and more nerds said, oh, they not being hugged and all the rest of these things, these ISIS these ISIS um, militants and all the rest of these things. Who made ISIS? Who allowed ISIS to fester? Y'all not ready, folks. But, like I said, in the Western world, sex is seen as a religious or religious practice. It's also seen as a form of communication. How are you going to remove a form of religious practice and religious communication? They rather die than to than, than to continue to than to change their ways. We really got to figure out different ways to solve these problems. Really do. I don't know what else I can tell you about that, but those are just some of the observations I saw. Just think about those. Thank you for listening. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your radio shows, this is Nova Hallback. We will continue with part four next week. Hopefully by the 22nd. We'll see you guys soon.